church and serving the community, uh, a lot of that was started by Pat. Uh, that was his heart. I mean, we're talking about a guy who would who would just get up and drive around downtown to deliver food to people for no reason other than he wanted to just pick somebody up and take them to lunch and love on them and show them Jesus. And so uh, we're going to keep that going, especially in his honor. And I want to welcome all of you that are watching online. We're excited that you've taken part out of your Sunday morning to join us, and we're glad that you're with us and hope that you're blessed. And we're currently in a series that we've called Snapshot. And what we're doing in this series is we're taking different areas of our faith, different areas of our Christian walk, different areas of our lives, and we're, we're looking at them individually to try to understand a little bit better what that's all about. A lot of times we ask the questions, what am I allowed to do? What comes after giving my life to Jesus? What is this area? I don't really understand that. And so what we're doing is we're taking some different topics in this series, and we're trying to better understand what God's Word says and what, how that applies to our lives. And just to catch us all up to speed, in week one, if you were with us, we talked about who the Holy Spirit is to us. And we talked about how the Holy Spirit, we answered the question, do we need the Holy Spirit? And the answer is yes. And the reason why is because the Holy Spirit was given to us to be our helper. The Holy Spirit wants to help us know, we talked about him helping us know what to say and what not to say and uh, leading us and guiding our lives. We talked about how the Holy Spirit is our friend, and we talked about how the Holy Spirit is our God, that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And if you're not afraid of God the Father, and you're not afraid of Jesus, then we have no reason to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. And one of the points we made that day is that the Holy Spirit is not weird. The Holy Spirit is not weird. And if you've seen somebody do something weird... And you came to the conclusion that the Holy Spirit must be weird. And so I don't want the Holy Spirit or I don't want to be around people that believe in the Holy Spirit. It's not that it's not confirmation that the Holy Spirit is weird. It's confirmation that some people are just weird. That that whether it's the Holy Spirit or not, whatever you want to call it, sometimes people just do weird things. And it doesn't prove that the Holy Spirit is weird. It just proves that sometimes people do weird things and the holy spirit comes to help us and be our friend and he is our god so we talked about that in week one and then in week two we talked about how we can stop doing the things that we don't want to do and start doing the things that we do want to do have you been there i don't know why i keep doing this because i don't want to do that this is what i want to do but for some reason i can't ever get to the place where i'm doing it and I keep going back to that, and I need to be here, but I can't do that. And we gave two practical application points, if you will, on how we can start heading in that direction to stop doing the things that we don't want to do and start doing the things that we want to do. We talked about how we need to stop living not to do something. To stop living not to do something. Because when you're living not to do something and you have this mentality, well, I don't need to do that, and I can't do that, and I don't need to be there, and I can't do that, and is this okay? And, and we're constantly thinking, well, I don't need to do that, don't need to do that, don't need to do that, don't need to do that. Our focus is on the thing that we don't want to do. Or the bad habit that when we gave our life to Jesus, we're trying to, to allow him to work through us to break this bad habit off of our lives. But we're so focused on the bad habit that a lot of times we end up giving in or going back or we start justifying 
how, well, maybe that's, maybe that's just what I'm going to struggle with for the rest of my life. Or maybe it's not as bad as what I thought it was. You know, I, maybe I didn't, didn't really get the real Holy Spirit in my life because I'm still struggling in this area. And then the second thing we said on that week was we need to give up control. And we talked about how we're all control freaks. We want to control our lives. We want to control what we do. We want to control what we say. And we want to control where we go. And we want to control the outcomes of situations. And we want to control where we work. And we want to control, you know, who we work for. And we want to control where we live. And all these different things. We, we, we're control freaks if we just really get down to the, the bottom of it. And the only way to get to a place where we're, we're living the way that God wants us to live and doing the things that we want to do and not doing the things that we don't want to do and breaking those things off our life is when we give away control of our life. As long as we're trying to control everything, we'll find ourselves giving in because how many of you know I'm not reliable? <laughs> if I'm trying to control my life, I'm going to mess up. I'm not reliable. But if I give away control of my life and allow the Holy Spirit to take control of my life, then he knows what's better for me anyway. And he'll lead me down the direction and the path that I need to be going down. If I'll give up control. And then last week we talked about how the Holy Spirit produces the right things in our lives. And we talked specifically about the fruit of the Spirit. And if you've been in church for a minute, you know that you've heard about the fruit of the Spirit. If you've never heard about the fruit of the Spirit, the Bible talks about when, when, when you allow, this is what the Holy Spirit will produce in your life. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And how many of us, we gave our life to Jesus on a Sunday or, or somebody prayed for us and we accepted Jesus into our lives and then we wake up on Monday morning and I don't have joy. I woke up mad. Right? I don't have any patience. Like I thought when I, like everything was going to get better. I gave my life to Jesus and I went back to work and that person still gets on my nerves. And nothing changed. And it's, we, we looked at it last week as, it says that this is what the Holy Spirit produces in our lives. Production is a process. It's not give your life to Jesus and all of a sudden all this stuff just drops on you. And you have, it's like, whew, I just feel all this joy. And I'm just the most, I've never been more patient in my life. Because, you know, I just left church and I'm just feeling patient. And, and I've got all kinds of self-control. And we talked about these three different points on how the Holy Spirit produces those things. In our lives, he first plants a seed. If you've ever met anybody that was incredibly faithful, that had incredible self-control, they were just so patient, they had joy all the time, it started as a seed. They didn't just instantly have patience. It was something the Holy Spirit planted a seed on the inside of them and said, I'm going to grow this, which was the second thing we talked about. I'm going to grow this inside of you so that joy starts to come, patience starts to come, Self-control starts to come and all these things start to grow in you. But we also talked about how it matters what you water it with. You can plant something outside and pour water on it and watch it grow. Or you can take Dr. Pepper and pour it on it and wonder why it's not growing. It matters It matters what you pour on the seed that the Holy Spirit's trying to grow in your life. And then the third point was the best of all that it eventually pushes out the old. The things that are still holding on in your life ever since you became a Christian or a follower of Jesus... They're like, I don't know why I keep going back to that. I don't know why I still have that bad habit. I don't know why I keep doing that. Those things that are holding on, as the Holy Spirit produces this stuff in your life, the new begins to push out the old. And then the new, it was like we talked about the red oak tree. 
that the leaves, there are some leaves that hang on all winter long, but when the spring comes and the new buds begin to bloom, it pushes off the old dead leaves. And that's the way the Holy Spirit produces these things in our lives. And so today, as we continue in this series, I want to talk to you on this subject. I've titled the message, Honors Reward. Honors Reward. And to get us going this morning, I want to take us back. Now, for some of us, we're going to have to go way back. And go way, way back. And for some of us, it's not going to be that far or that long ago, but I want you to think back to when you were in school. Now, I don't know if your school experience was awesome or if your school experience was terrible and you were glad to get out and glad to be gone. But I want us to think back to school and I want us to think about when the principal or the teacher or somebody would tell you, they would give you instruction or tell you what you needed to do or, you know, do your homework, pay attention. Come on, how many of you heard pay attention while you're in school multiple times? Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. You know, do your homework. You didn't do it again. Well, my dog ate it. Yeah, right, you know. And you get all these instructions from your teacher. Raise your hand before talking. And here's, here's what I want to ask you. Thinking back on that experience, how did you respond? In those moments when you received instruction from somebody in authority over you, how did you respond? Was your response that, well, I was obedient, well, I, 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 I did what they told me to do, I, I honored them? Or was your response, or, or, or were you a rule pusher? Come on, where are my rule pushers, pushers at? I'm going to push it as far as I can push it. Just as far, I'm going to get as close to the edge as I can possibly get until they, until the threat to get me in trouble actually becomes trouble, and then I'm on backpedal, right? Just pushing the rules, pushing the rules, pushing the rules. How did, how, what was your response in those situations when somebody in authority asked something of you? And if you're anything like me, your response may not have always been what it should have been, right? You know, your response may not have always been the response that you should have had. Or have you, have you paid attention to, does anybody watch the news? Or you like watching Fox News, CNN, you know, different channels like that. Come on, somebody. Everybody's like, Mm-mm, no, not me. Depending on, come on, you know what I'm talking about. Depending on what channel you watch is what viewpoint you're going to get. <laughs> depending on who you're watching and also depending on who they're interviewing, who they're talking to, is, is all determined it's going to determine the viewpoint that you get. And, and some are for all the decisions that are being made. And, well, it's the best thing we've ever done. And, and then some are against it and are, are talking negatively about it. And, well, we need to change this. And, well, we need to do this. And I'm not trying to get all political on you. And I know some of you right now, your backbone is just like, you know, it's like, well, let's just talk about it for a moment, right? We're not going to talk about it for a moment. But, but we get all these different viewpoints. And one channel is supporting decisions. And another is bashing them. And. One interview is saying we're on the right track, and the other one is ripping all the decisions that are being made. Or think back to think back to when you got your first job. Does anybody remember your first job? You might have been working in retail. Come on, that's where most of us start. It's like, let me fold some clothes or something, right? Working in retail, or or you were working construction, or you're working for a parent, or uh, something like that, or you're working in the food industry. Come on, somebody working in fast food, or or waiting tables, doing that thing as your first job. And how many of you know when you stepped through the door on day one, you were under authority? You didn't start out as a boss. You might have thought you were the boss, but you didn't start out as a boss. You didn't walk in the door and start telling people what to do. 
You walked through the door and they told you what to do. They showed you where to clock in. They showed you where they needed you that day. They showed, you know, we were under authority when we first walked through the door. Now, some of you may be in a position now where you're over people and you're in authority over different groups of people and on your job and things like that, but we didn't start out that way. We didn't start out that way. We were under authority in the beginning. When you stepped through, you were under authority. And my question is, how did you handle that authority you were under? And if you're still in a position where you're under somebody that we're all under, number one, God's authority, but maybe you're under authority of a boss or, or, or a supervisor or something like that, how do you handle authority? How do you handle authority? I just want to get us thinking before this. And now for all my parents in the room, come on, can I get an amen from the parents in the room? Do your kids always give you the response you want? Do your kids do your kids ever give you the response you want? Let me say it that way. You you tell you you say, "Hey, this is what I want you to do." And the response is not a lot of times what you want, and then your response back is not a lot of times what they want. Right? We're just responding back to each other and it's not what either one of us wants. We're trying to teach our kid, you know, instill some values and and different things in them and you're like, "I don't know why you're responding this way. I'm trying to help you." Right? I'm trying to help you. Be a good citizen whenever you become an adult, right? But you know what I'm talking about. It's You don't always get the response you want. And we try to remind our kids that God has placed us in authority over them. And we try to teach them to honor us. And we try to instill those values so that they'll have the correct response. You know, the way that we do it is we're trying to instill values in them now so that they'll have the correct response to, number one, God, whenever they're grown and they're making their own decisions. But then they'll have the correct response to authority that's over them. If they learn how to, to submit to authority now, then they won't have as much trouble submitting to authority later. So we're trying to do that whole thing. And I believe that God's word speaks into these types of situations. And my desire as we go through this today is that our eyes would be opened or maybe that we would get a different perspective uh, when we're talking about honor, we're thinking about honor, or maybe we'll even discover something that we've never seen before, something we've never thought of before, but that we would leave thinking in a different way and I want us to look together I want to start in first Peter chapter 2 we're going to read about seven verses here and then talk about it for the next few moments but I want to start in verse 11 and you can follow along on the screen behind me it says dear friends you are outsiders and strangers in this world so I'm asking you not to give in to your sinful longings they fight against your soul people who don't believe might say that you are doing wrong but lead good lives among them then they will see your good works and they will give glory to God on the day he comes to judge follow the lead of every human authority do it because the Lord wants you to obey the king he is the highest authority obey the governors the king sends them to punish those who do wrong he also sends them to praise those who do right by doing good you will put a stop to the talk of foolish people they don't know what they are saying God wants you to stop them Live, now, I didn't say, it doesn't say God wants you to go to them and stop them. It says that God wants you to be an example in front of them, which will in turn stop some of the things that are going on around you. Can I get an amen? Live like people, live like free people, but don't use your freedom to cover up evil. Live like people who serve God. 
show proper respect to everyone, love the community of believers, have respect for God, honor the king. Have you ever taken a moment to stop and ask yourself, does my life honor the people around me? Am I living a life that honors? Are my actions and my behaviors honorable actions and behaviors? See, I don't think we take enough time to stop and think about it. We're just going about our business and doing our thing and, well, I've got my opinion and you've got your opinion and I don't like what you're doing and even though you're an authority over me, I don't like what you're doing so I'm just not going to do what you're doing. And we make excuses and we go through it and we never stop to really think, what does God's word say about honor? And is my life showing honor? Because I think if we stopped and thought about it as we're about to go through some of these areas today, we might realize that there might be some things I need to tweak. <laughs> there might be some areas that I really never thought about honor in that area, but I'm going to think about honor in that area now. And in these verses, Peter is telling us that it's important for us to live a life of honor. And he even ends these verses by telling us to live like people who serve God. The end of verse 16 says, live like people who serve God. Translation, live like somebody who's following Jesus. If you say that you're following Jesus... Peter says, let us live like somebody who's following Jesus. And then he goes on in verse 17, and this is what he says in verse 17. He talks about what that looks like. He says, show proper respect to everyone, love the community of believers, have respect for God, honor the king. And I believe that in verse 17 it tells us three people or people groups that, that we are called to honor. These are three areas that we are called to show honor and to live a life of honor. Are you with me? So I want to talk about these three areas because I believe if we can get this right, we're going to talk about it at the end, but, but th th I, I believe God takes this seriously. I think sometimes we discredit what God takes seriously. And we know that God is a God of grace and God forgives us and that God loves us no matter what. But I also think there are some principles that God has put in place that are for our benefit. And if we'll grab a hold of the principles that he's put in place that are for our benefit, that are for me anyway. Then God, then God has something more for our lives when we grab a hold of those things. Yeah, we're, we're saved by grace through faith and and, and that's all good. That's, that's all you need to get to heaven. But we're talking about these areas in our lives through this series because you're not saved by works, but your works prove it. Like, like when you give your life to Jesus, we, like Peter says, we should be living like people that are serving God. And there are some principles in place, and it's not living in a, well, you know, we're just going to be all religious about it and like we're the most like this is probably the most non-religious church you'll ever be in <laughs> i'm just telling you right now like there's no like religion does not change people this is free <laughs> this is even religion does not change you jesus does and when we do the things that god has put in the word and live this way we show people jesus which then changes their life Religion does not change people. Jesus changes people. So we need to be showing Jesus to people, and this is one way that we can do it. And so let's talk for a few minutes about these three different groups of people that 
uh, we need to show honor to in our lives. Here's the first one. You can write this down. Honor God. Honor God. Now, this is the first and our first priority is to honor God. And we all probably say, well, I am honoring God. I do honor God. I do honor God. But what does honoring God look like? Like, if you stopped and asked yourself that question, am I honoring God with every part of my life? Is everything that I'm doing honor honoring God? The way that was, what does this look like? It's, I believe it looks like what you say. You know, the word tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And that's even your life and death. That you can build yourself up, you can tear yourself down, you can build other people up, you can tear other people down all by what you say. How many of you know that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me is a lie. (laughs) Because you can be physically hurt, and it doesn't hurt anything like being hurt by somebody that you thought was on your side. And then they said something about you, and it hurt you. That's a different kind of hurt. That's a little bit more difficult to heal from. And there are different steps that we need to take a lot of times to heal from those types of hurts. So I believe honoring God is honoring God with what we say. I believe it's our actions, the things that we do with our lives. Like, is this is this behavior, is this action that I'm about to do or that I've been doing, is this way the way that I'm living my life, is it honoring God? I believe that it, honoring God looks like giving the first and the best of everything we have giving the first and the best of everything that we have. Some of those areas include your time. How many of us are giving God the first and the best of our time? Here's what we fall into a lot of times, and this is not to condemn you because I'm guilty of this also, but here's, we have so much going on in our lives that God either gets the leftovers at the end of the day when we're so exhausted, or we don't have enough time and we just feel like going to bed and we'll just catch up tomorrow. Instead of, come on, you have meetings all day long. When was the last time you met with Jesus? When was the last time you penciled Jesus in on the calendar and said, you know what, 15 minutes before I go to work, I'm going to meet with Jesus. I'm going to meet with Jesus. Instead of doing what I normally do on my way to work, you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to honor God. I'm going to get in my car and that five-minute drive or that 20-minute drive or however long it takes you to get to work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor God. I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to meet with Jesus in that moment. I'm going to ask him to lead me today. I'm going to ask him, when was the last time that we honored God in that way? Because he wants, to, he wants to direct you, and he's got it all laid out for you. But we a lot of times we don't take the time to say, God, what's the plan? What's the plan? We just start doing our thing. And before we know it, the day's gone by, and then three days have gone by, and then two weeks have gone by, and it's like, wow, I don't even remember the last time that I took a moment to meet with Jesus. It's honoring God with our time, the first and best of our time. It's honoring God with the first and best of our talents. Everybody in the room has a gifting and a talent. Don't tell me that you're not talented. God created everybody with something on the inside of you that he intends to use to reach people for Jesus and to serve other people, but maybe you just don't even know what it is yet. We have a thing we do here called Next Steps, where we take people through and you get the vision. Come on, the vision is where we've been, where we're going, and how we're going to get there. Where we've been, where we're going, how are we going to get there? You get the vision of the church. 
We go through the process of helping you try to discover what's already in you. What has God put in you? What is your personality like? What, what are the things that you're naturally passionate about? Where are the areas that God wants to use you to serve other people? That's what we do at Next Steps. And we have Next Steps coming up again in August. And if you have not been through that, we would love for you to go through Next Steps. Because I believe it is so eye-opening for all of us to go through that. And we learn so much about how we can begin to use what God has put on the inside of us. To live a life that is fulfilled. To live life to the fullest. Because that's where it's found. So it's it's giving God the first and best of the thing. It's giving God the first and best of our treasure. And let me put it like this. Of our money. And we like to talk about money in church. And this is not a giving message. And once again, we don't even, can I, we don't even take up an offering here. And here's the reason why. Giving is between you and God. It's between you and God. It's allowing God to speak to you and say, you know what, God, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor you. We don't need to take up an offering for you to honor God with the first of your finances. We don't need to. When we're living a life that honors God, we just do that. We just do that. We give God the first and the best of everything. And here's the thing. Giving is not, giving is for you. Giving is not for me. Giving is not for the church. God put the principle of giving your first and your best of everything so that you would always depend on him. It's a faith thing. Because when when you think you've got it all figured out, you don't need God. But when you give God the first and the best and you say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give this to you. And then I'm going to allow you to you, I'm going to allow you to bless and use the rest. I'm going to allow you to do what only you can do with everything else that I have, but I'm going to give the first and the best to you. That's honoring God. It's not a weird thing. It's not a thing that we need to be afraid to talk about or afraid to, 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 to encourage people to do because it's not, it's not for anybody. But God put it in there for each one of us individually so that we would keep our heart in the place of God's first in everything. God's first with my time. God's first in my money. God's first in my family. God's first in my talent. God's first. I'm going to honor God in everything. Honoring God also can look like worship. And we gather here at 9.30 or 11.15 every Sunday, and we corporately as a whole body, we worship together. But when was the last time you worshiped on Tuesday? When was the last time on a Thursday afternoon you said, you know what, I should get my worship on right now? I'm just going through something, and I'm going to take five minutes. I'm going to put this one song on my phone or on my way to work. You know, instead of doing what I normally do, I'm going to put some worship music on. I'm just going to worship God. Every morning on my way to work, I'm going to worship God. That's the way that we honor God. We're saying, you know what? You're, you come first. You come first. Before everything else in my life, you come first. You come first. And I believe when we get this right, when we honor God in this way, and we give the first and the best of everything, then all the other stuff, then we have our priority right. See, we have God number one, and then God blesses everything else. But it's when we get our priorities out of order that we start we start finding ourselves in situations, and then we're making crazy decisions. And come on, how many of you know you've been in you've been in bad situations not because of the devil, but because of you? <laughs> we give the devil so much credit about, well, it's just the devil attacking me. No, sometimes you just made a stupid decision. <laughs> sometimes I just made a stupid decision, and it's got me in the the predicament that I'm in right now. But when we keep God first in everything, then our priorities are right, and then everything else, he blesses everything else underneath. Come on, it's a principle that God's put in Scripture that if we'll follow it, it changes everything. If we'll follow it, it'll do 
what we cannot do. So that's what honoring God looks like. So we should honor God first of all. Here's number two. You can write this down. We need to honor authority. Honor authority. I believe God is calling us to honor the people who are in authority in our lives. And just some of them that I wrote down here, some of them you're in direct contact with, and some of them you're not. Some of the people like, some of the ones that I put down here, the president of our country is in authority. Whether you like him or not, like that's not even the, that's not even the discussion. (laughs) The point is that he's in authority. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in just a moment. But it could be your boss. It could be your parents, government officials, judges, teachers. The list could go on and on of people that that are in authority over us in certain areas of our lives and at work and different places that we go. And what does honoring authority look like? If we're going to honor authority, what does it look like? Well, first of all, we got to look at ourselves and say, am I living a life that's honoring authority? And then discover that it looks like praying for our president instead of talking negatively about him. Can I just talk about this for a moment? Because what we what we do, not everybody, I'm not going to throw everybody in this boat. But what our natural tendency is, is when we don't like something, we're going to go tell somebody. Or we're going to broadcast it. Or we're going to, well, did you hear? The decision that was made right. When was the last time that you took a moment and prayed for your president? And I'm not I'm not condemning anybody. But when was the last time that you took a moment? Because see, here's what I know. Prayer changes things. Gossip does not. And see, we get it backward. Prayer is what changes things. When people get together and pray. I just need to do a message on prayer one time so we can talk about prayer. When people get together and pray, that's what changes things. When we pray. When we pray. Not when we talk about it. Well, I'm going to pray for you, but what I really mean is I'm going to go to somebody and talk about you. That's not prayer. Prayer is what changes things. If, If there's something that you say, man, we need... We need God in our country. We need our leadership. You know, I want God to lead our leadership. Then let's pray. Let's pray. Honor authority and pray for authority. It may look like respectful obedience towards your boss. And yes, I did say respectful. (laughs) Respectful obedience towards your boss. That person that's in authority over you, I'm going to respect you. And I'm going to honor you because you're in authority over me. The only time this is not does not apply to you is if somebody is trying to get you to do something that is immoral. If somebody's trying to get you to do something that you know goes against God and against God's standard, then you're exempt. But that's not usually the norm. You hear what I'm saying? That's not usually the norm and we need to we need to find ourselves in a place where we are honoring the authority in our lives. It might look like if you're a teenager or you're a, a kid it's obeying your parents we say it like this obey your parents right away with a happy heart because <laughs> you can say obey your parents and i mean even know we can obey somebody but we aren't sure don't have to be happy about it <laughs> well i'm gonna obey you but you know we're talking to somebody grumbling <laughs> under our breath the whole time we're doing it 
I'm gonna take out the trash, but you can't you take out the trash yourself. No, 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 no. That's not that's not and so what we try to teach our kids personally is we're gonna we're gonna honor. We're gonna obey right away with a happy heart. Do we always get that response? No. It's messy and it doesn't always work. So don't look up here and be like, well, he's just got it all figured out and we just need to abide by whatever whatever Gabe's doing in his family. No, it does not always work. But that's what we're trying to teach. <laughs> that's what we're trying to teach our kids to do. Because we believe it will help them later on in life. It, it could look like honoring authority. could look like praying for our government officials. Praying for judges that make decisions for you and for others. Well, there's a lot of power there. It could look like respecting teachers instead of making their job harder. Any teachers in the room? <laughs> I got one. We have a few. I know they've been they're, they're out of town today. But... It could look like, you know, I look back at some of the stuff I did when I was in school, and I'm like, mm, mm, you know, like maybe I should have shown some more honor <laughs> where honor was due, right? And honoring authority instead of making making somebody's life more difficult by your actions when God has placed them in authority over you, and he's asked you to honor that. He's like, come on, we can learn something from everybody. You can learn something. Sometimes we're learning what not to do. I've been there. But there are some good things that we can pick up no matter who's in authority over our lives. And God is calling us to just honor the authority in our lives. So we should honor God. We should honor authority. And here's number three. Honor each other. Honor each other. He calls us to honor each other. In fact, Jesus said it this way when he was talking to his disciples. He said that people will know that you are my followers because of the way that you love each other. And he could have said anything. People will know that you are my followers because of how awesome you are. Like when you get in church and you just turn into some awesome person, then people are going to know that you're following me. And boy, people are going to line up to just follow you. No, he said, people are going to know that you are following me by the way that you love each other. By the way that we show honor to each other. This is Jesus. And here's and here's the thing. Jesus is talking. This is who I want to talk to today for just a moment. Christians. Because this, this scripture says, love the community of believers. That's who Peter's talking to. Talking to. He, 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 we should love people that don't believe. And we, you know, we do outreach and, and we love on people in our community and things like that. But that's not who I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the people that all say we believe we should be loving each other. And we should be showing honor to each other. And I find it interesting sometimes that the, the, the Christian army, if we can call ourselves an army, is the only army that shoots its own wounded. Are you following me? Every other army on the face of the earth, we're rescuing people and never leaving anybody behind and all this. But when it comes to to believers, people that are following Jesus, why do we turn into the only army that shoots each other and kicks each other while we're down? You hear, and, and you understand what this looks like? I mean, this just practically speaking, you find out like you find out that somebody's like, "Oh man, did you hear that they were struggling with that?" I had no idea that they were that they were going through that. Man, I thought they were a completely different person and. 
and now, like, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to think now because I found out that there, come on, we, we fall into this category. And we don't think about it as dishonoring, but that's exactly what it is. And God says, you need to honor each other. You need to lift each other up and encourage each other and not be kicking each other while you're down. We hear about pastors and these big name pastors of large churches and even pastors of small churches. I'll read these articles and different things. And, and what do we do? It's like somebody falls into a temptation or somebody's struggling with something and we take it to the news. And we take it to newspaper. And we start talking about it. Well, did you hear, man, that church, 35,000 members of that church and that pastor, did you hear what he did? Did you hear what he was struggling with? Did you hear that? And like, why do we do that? Why do we do that? When that person is no different than you, and I don't know why we think it's like, it's like we hold each other to this standard. It's like, well, you ought to be perfect. I, you ought to just look to the person to your right and to your left right now and just tell them, I'm not perfect. <laughs> like, I'm going to mess up. And I'm struggling. Oh, you were struggling with something three days ago? Me too. Last week you were having a hard week? Me too. You're standing up on that stage and you got problems and issues and things that you're dealing with in your life? Oh, me too. I think that I think it's because we just think that everybody else should be like, I'm gonna hold you to this standard of being perfect. And see, here's what we discover. That when I'm talking about you and your struggle, and we're talking about it, and hey, did you hear, did you know what's going on or whatever? Here's what you don't know. I'm talking about yours, and the only reason that you're not talking about mine is because you ain't found it out yet. Because everybody's got something. And instead of kicking each other while we're down, maybe we ought to help each other up and encourage, it's like, hey, I've been through that. Hey, I've been, I've been where, I've been where you're at. And I want to help you. And we're going to restore you. And we're not going to shun you or kick you out. Or, well, you can't do that anymore because, you know, to do that you have to be perfect. Well, if that was the case, there ain't nobody serving in this church. Because we're a whole bunch of imperfect people. And I might as well just resign right now. I don't think that's, I, I, I think that Peter was writing this and he was saying, this, listen, this is, this is a principle. God wants you to honor him, honor the authority he's placed over you the authority that's in your life, and honor each other. Because that's how people are going to know that this thing is real. That's how people are going to know that Jesus is real. That's how people are going to see the love of Jesus is because they see us loving each other even through our mess. Oh, well, you didn't kick them out of church because, no. We're going to love each other. And we're going to honor each other. So what does it look like? To honor each other. Could be being a person that somebody can confide in. Could be praying for each other at church or even during the week. When was the last time on a Tuesday you prayed for somebody? When was the last time on a Thursday morning you woke up and said, you know what? I think I need to, like, for some reason, I think I need to pray for this person because God has put them on my heart today. And I don't know what they're going through, but I just need to pray. When was the last time? When was the last time we showed honor in that way, even when people didn't even know what was going on? I believe showing honor looks like not gossiping about each other. It looks like showing compassion for each other because we're all going through different things at different times and we all need each other. So we should honor God, honor authority, and honor each other. I want to bring the worship team back up as we wrap this up. And just in case you might need a little more incentive to begin to live a life of honor, 
I want to look at what Matthew wrote down in Matthew chapter 10. We're going to read verses 40 through 42. This is what he says. He who receives and welcomes you receives me. Now these words can be translated as honor. So it's showing honor to people. You're receiving them. You're showing honor to those people. He who receives and welcomes you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives and welcomes a prophet because of his pro- because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous, honorable man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. You see where I'm going with this? When you, when you honor somebody in that position, you receive that reward. See, God is saying there's a reward for living a life of honor. It's a principle that I've set up, and there's a reward that comes when you live a life of of honor. Verse 42, and whoever gives to one of these little ones, these who are humble in rank or influence, even a cup of cold water to drink because he is my disciple, truly I say to you, he will not lose his reward. So we see there's a there's a way to get a, and I can't go into all this right now, I don't have time, but there's a way to get where you can lose your reward regarding honor. There's, there's a, a place where you can get partial reward in the area of honor. And then there's a way where you can get the full reward that God wants to give you for living a life of honor. And I don't have time to get into all of that today. But there's a reward that God wants to give you in your life when you honor other people. When you honor God and put God first. When you honor the authority that's in your life. When we live a life that honors God, honors authority, and honors each other. Whether we realize it or not, we're showing people Jesus with our life. Will you stand today? We may not even know what we're doing in somebody's heart and in somebody's life when we're showing honor to each other. Or no matter where we go, they see that we honor God in all of our decisions. They see that we honor authority because God has placed his authority over me. And even though I may not always agree with every decision that you make, I'm going to honor you because God has put you in that position. And when people see that, it shows them Jesus. It shows them that, oh, this is what it's all about. This is what it's about. Loving, loving God, loving people, showing honor, living a life of honor. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. For just a moment here, I want to ask you a question. I want each one of us to ask ourselves this question. We've been in this series and we've talked a few weeks about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit he came to help us and he came to, to encourage us and he came to counsel us and all of these different things that the Holy Spirit, the role that he plays in our lives. And so I want you to just take a moment right where you are and I want you to just ask the Holy Spirit. Just say, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me through this message? You're not going to hear an audible voice responding to you, but I believe that he'll put something on your heart or on your mind right now Maybe some area of your life that you haven't been showing honor. Maybe some area of your life that you need to show honor. Maybe some area of your life that you need to make a tweak here and there or something like that. But just ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me through this message? What are you wanting to show me? What are you wanting me to do? How do you want me to apply this? And with your heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to pray this prayer because maybe you're here today. And your, your first step is a relationship with Jesus. And you're in the place today and you say, you know what? I need to give my life to Jesus. I feel like today is my day and this is my moment. And, and, and I just need to give my life over to him. I need to give control of my life to him. 
so that he can begin to lead me and that I can have life, but not just life, the full life that he promised me. And so I want us all in, in support of everyone who's making this decision for the first time. Can we just pray this out loud? Just say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. I receive your forgiveness today. I receive you into my life. I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we clap our hands for those that made that decision for the first time today? Celebrate with those. I want to invite our prayer team to come down. We always like to end our services, our worship experiences with one final song where we all have the opportunity to worship God one more time. Come on, we talked about worship as a way that we honor God. We're just going to lift up the name of Jesus in this place. And as we sing this last song, when the worship team begins in just a moment, if you have anything in your life that you need prayer for, anything at all that you desire prayer for, you could have a financial situation, a marriage situation, something that you're not sure what decision to make, and you just need somebody to encourage you, be there for you. Maybe you don't even know what to pray and you just need somebody to pray for you. Come on, we all need prayer at times. I need prayer at times. Nobody's don't 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 feel like you're less than because you need prayer. Because we all need prayer. And we're just asking you to give us the opportunity as a prayer team to pray for you and encourage you and lift you up. So whatever area of your life you need prayer in, you're invited as we begin to sing this last song to come down for prayer. Holy Spirit, I thank you for every person that's here today. We thank you for the word that has been spoken. And I ask you right now that you would draw every person who needs prayer today in Jesus' name. Amen.